What's up, y'all? Welcome to Free China Pod. What's up, Ari? Hey. Haven't seen you for a matter of seconds. Out. Another hike pod. People can hear these sexy thongs slapping against my feet. Uh, we kind of did that election pod last time with Benjamin, Bin Hamin. But, uh, yeah, that was weird, I have to say. You guys were all over the place. You went from talking about American politics to talking about, like, your your bowel cycles after eating cheese. <laughs> it was uh, it's a mixed bag. It, it was, was interesting. It was a real Rogan pod. We just, I just, I just let him flow because I want, I want, I want old Benjamin to get comfortable. He's never been on a podcast before, but I think he's a natural, so... Yeah, it was not, I mean, we didn't have any <clears throat> plan except for to talk about the elections a little bit at first, but I just let him go. Can't, can't cage a wild dog, but If you love him, let him go. That's right. Uh, but yeah, now we have slightly more information. Dems at least, at least held their seats. We'll see what happens in the runoff. Your favorite Lauren Boebert's back. Yeah, yeah. Very sad. I was really hoping she would, she would lose. Well, she's definitely going to calm her shit down But now that she won by like a fraction of a percent. And she has another election campaign cycle starting in like 16 months. Well, that doesn't mean... She's a house member. doesn't mean she'll calm it down. There's like all kinds of reports of her like... Her and her husband like getting drunk and like trashing their neighborhood and like driving around drunk in their, in their neighborhood and stuff. Interesting. It's wild. All, of course, I mean, I can't confirm it. I just <clears throat> saw the news. There's different news stories about it that like their neighbors hate them. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know that she'll calm down. I mean, she did just, there was that, there was a shooting at the LGBTQ bar in- What does Q stand for? Queer. That's what I thought, but- Sometimes they use queer or questioning. A question. Sometimes they use QQ. Okay. Um, but there is that shooting, five people died. I, I didn't, I don't remember off the top of my head how many people were injured. Thankfully, the people in the bar did more than almost any cop would do in America, and they kicked the shit out of the shooter. Uh, and so he didn't kill more people. But she, like, put up some, like, post, like, oh, it's horrible what happened there. And then people were digging up her old tweets, and she's like, these fucking groomers, like, we need to take care of these groomers. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, we see what's happening. <clears throat> and it's interesting to see all these right-wing people being like, they're making this political before we even know what happened, as if it's, like, not so what did happen? There's someone who went into it. Someone <clears throat> who's the someone? Like we probably we obviously know who who went in. It was a man, is all I know. That's it. That's all we know. I, that's not. That's all I know. I haven't read it. Like just happened. I think the I saw the news last night for the first time. So I haven't read super deep into it. But suffice it to say, it's a uh, it's bad and it. It certainly looks like it's an attack on LGBTQ people. I don't. I would assume. I mean, I, I would say almost we certainly. Make assumptions, but no, we should. We should just assume. Oh, yeah. Little speaker. <clears throat> anyway, the point is, is that <clears throat> these are the same people that constantly, loosely call for like violence against people in the LGBTQ community, and call for like getting rid of gay marriage and stuff. And yeah. And then they pretend like <clears throat> there's a bunch of people being like, well, like, you know, basically like words don't have power, but like, but you also shouldn't like jump to a, I don't know. It's just a bunch of very bad discourse. It's, it's horrible. 
<coughs> this is I think this is just American violent culture and I I feel the same thing when you have like the progressive a lot of pro I shouldn't I, I need to be careful with what labels I use but a lot of people like outraged at the rate uh, outraged at the sorry I told you I was gonna be really <laughs> inarticulate today I can barely talk outraged over the attack on Paul Pelosi okay saying that this is like disgusting political violence but then at the same time they'll like tweet a, a day later you know like guillotine the rich and stuff like this it's like what you you're literally advocating for violence against rich people and then when the rich person is like happens to be the husband of a politician whose leadership you like and i know a lot of people don't like her but yeah. but at the same time violence is violence like just if if you if you're outraged about violence then stop fucking calling for violence like both sides and i hate to both sides gonna both issue, sides it <laughs> there's a there's a, like a huge increase of like violence I, and I, I totally accept the fact that uh, most political violence is on the right side. Nearly 100% of it. The well, that's not that's not near, true. Nearly, it is, it is. It's nearly 100%. The, I'm trying to think of the last year I had, I saw statistics for it. I think it was 2019. It was all but one major attack <coughs> was yeah, right-wing violence. How do you define major? This is, this is the problem <clears throat> when you're using like... If you look at the actual numbers, it's definitely not 100%. It's, the I didn't say it's that I saw almost. Was, was not even close to that. It was something like 70-30. Okay, so still but that's vastly not, disproportionate. It's disproportionate, but the fact is there's violence. Violence is violence. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter like who you're killing. Like if you don't want violence in your society, you have to stop calling for violence. To so some like, to some degree, but I mean there's also a, there's also a difference between using violent rhetoric to talk about like self-defense and things like that as opposed to offensive violence so i think you also have that to same self-defense rhetoric is literally why lauren bober like called said that uh what's his name who's that guy that shot three people at the black lives matter protest oh, kyle rittenhouse, rittenhouse that he's like the future of the republican party because he saved his life with the second amendment like just stop fucking calling for violence i don't understand what's so hard yeah, that's, I mean, that's obviously totally different, though, because he, he went in to, like, start a fight. But the point is, self-defense is, it's relative. It's, everything here is relative, and that's, that's the whole point of it. You're either, instead of making everything relativistic, like, violence is okay when it's against bad people, you know, and, and it depends on whose side you are. Let's just say that violence is abhorrent, and then in the, 20, the 21st century, nobody should be calling for violence against anyone, and everyone should explicitly disavow any use of violence well <clears throat> you can't do that though because well then you're right ukraine should give up because <clears throat> that's violent they're using violence they're, they're not using violence well when you say use violence again this is relativistic too that's what i'm saying is that it's not as complicated it's not as easy as just you're saying also, you can't not, talk about violence we're talking about people in a society that's policed you're not talking about countries in an anarchic world system so it's it's very difficult to make that jump so what about in myanmar then yeah, well, it's completely anarchic. They don't have a... They, they have, have a police system and a military. Yeah, no, it's not the same thing. They have an authoritarian dictatorship, not a democracy. Well, again... I, I agree, it's a difference, but uh, when when you have, like, like uh, a lot of times, <clears throat> like, white supremacists or whatever other group aligned police in the United States... Which is it's the tough. whole point. So <laughs> if, if you root out violence entirely, then like if a police shoots someone down in a town with like a zero murder rate, it will be a lot more abhorrent than in a town where people are killing each other all the time. I agree with you, and that should be our goal. But to to do that is 
I would say, especially in America, is nearly impossible. What I'm saying is, why, do you, why does anyone need to rhetorically call for violence? Why does the left need to constantly say this shit? Like, gu guillotine the rich. I, I, I barely ever see anyone say that anymore, to be fair. You say that all the time. No, I don't. I don't say it that much anymore. I just say it because I know that it gets... I, and I don't... I purposely don't say it on the pod except for in jest because... I, but I just do it because I know it, it triggers people. <laughs> Yeah, Especially, but, namely you. <laughs> but that's that's the same thing that the right would say. The point is, like, it's it's dangerous to use violent rhetoric. It's just dangerous because it basically it normalizes it. I was just thinking, thinking over the last few days, like the difference between Taiwan and the United States. What a violent place it is. It's like, very violent. It's extremely violent, and it's because of the culture, and it's because both both sides. I mean, it not, to not even politicize it. Violence is just generally acceptable. This is the way that you get shit done. And it has been that way in a long time. And for, for sides to make it relativistic, like it's okay when we do it, but it's not okay when they do it. This is literally like why violence doesn't stop. Mm, I suppose. I think it's not, I don't think it's just because of rhetoric that violence continues. No, but of course it's not, but it, it does normalize it. And, and to a degree, yeah. It's a, the way that we conceive of our world, the way that we perceive of ideas is all through language. Language does have an impact. For the same reason that you were mentioning Lauren Boebert's fucking tweets, because her language makes a difference. Like, the hypocrisy of it. It definitely makes a difference. So just, everyone should just stop calling for violence. Human life is so precious. Well, yeah. We certainly, very, very few people treat it that way. And by the way, Ben, ben was making this argument yesterday. I'm putting him on blast right now. <laughs> Talking about like, you can't defend yourself now, can you, Ben? You can't defend yourself. Ha ha. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's, I think it's more complicated depending on, I, I, I agree with you in general. <clears throat> but I do think that there, there are <clears throat> extenuating circumstances that make it more complicated. And I, I, I'm not saying it's simple. I'm just saying no simple solutions. Sorry, I agree with that. I, but I also think like it's just it's, it's something it. it's something simple you could do that might make a difference. I agree. I think, and I I don't think that's I don't think that's a, a bad tack to take. But I do think there is something to be said. Especially I've I've seen more and more like uh, LGBTQ individuals, and this is anecdotal, but saying that they're basically going to start buying firearms. Yeah, see, this is the kind of shit where people are like, yeah, you, you do that, and you, you so, protect yourself. Like, yeah, protect yourself. That's, that's not offensive violence. It's compl see, this is where I disagree. I do not think saying, I'm going to protect myself and my community, because they've been doing that at rallies in Texas. These, they have these LGBTQ rallies, and a bunch of armed fucking militiamen come in with guns and threaten people. Jordan. And when they bring these people in black block to stand in front of the rally, nothing happens. They fucking back off. So what are you saying that, uh, first of all, I agree with you that it's not offensive for them to, to buy weapons in a, in a heavily armed, extremely violent state. Yeah. What, I, what I disagree with is the going out and basically saying we are going to go get a shitload of guns to basically try and, uh, when, when people provoke us, we're going to use violence. That's not what they're saying. That's not what they're saying. They're, saying we, they're just saying we, we're, I, I feel unsafe with this many fucking people bringing guns around us who want to literally want to do us harm and have said so. I'm going to buy a gun so I can protect myself. I get that. Why put it on Twitter? And also, why validate that fear and violence? Because basically, you're actually giving them a win by saying they're making me feel scared. Well, I think a lot of these people are saying they, they're, they're talking in their communities. So, I mean... You're, you're seeing it. Are you like, where did you see it? Uh, on Twitter. 
I mean, no, where I else mean, would I see it? No, what do you no, mean? That's not what I mean. I mean, like, uh, what what kind of context? Like, were they talking to each other, or they're like, we should start bringing bringing guns? No, to no, no. Most of, most of these most of these uh, groups that I follow are very like insular. They're about like protecting their various communities, and they're about they're also the other thing that I think is really important. Yeah. They're all about like safety. And not just like doing it for bravado and shit. They're like, no, this is like, you need to train a lot. Because it's not like a fucking joke to have a gun. And you're, like, statistics show that you're more likely to kill someone in your own house than you are to kill, you know, some intruder or something. So I, you need to be very well trained. Context. I, yeah, so in a, in a context where they're talking about it, in a way that they're talking within their community for their own defense is one thing. But if, if you're basically just like, they, they've got guns, so we should get guns too. Next time they, they stand in our way, we'll show them what's up. That kind of shit. I, I literally have never seen that. I'm sure it exists. I'm 100% sure it exists, but I have not seen that. What I mean, what I have seen is that the left does have increasingly violent rhetoric, especially on Twitter, which is basically a, a complete Elon Musk hellscape now. Uh, it's insane. You're never on Twitter. I mean, how can you say that? I've gone on several times in the last few weeks to see what, what's happening. It's totally fucking insane. I'm also interested in what accounts you're looking at because... Yeah, there's probably a few token accounts, but like... I follow a fair mix, but they're usually high profile. I don't know that many like weird niche. Yeah, I guess I'm in... I'm, I don't follow uh, the ton of like mainstream lefties because a lot of them are tankies. So Anyway, it doesn't lefties. matter because hopefully Twitter in a few weeks will be <laughs> gone off the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things I want to see gone off the face of the earth, the World Cup's going on, bud. Yeah, we should watch some of these... Uh, watch some of these games the u.s versus iran that should be fun yeah uh did, did you see that the iranian football club was refusing to sing their national anthem see this is why i want to watch this that which is which is fucking baller like those people are fucking brave because literally right now uh there's reports i saw some video it's fucking horrifying they're uh some of them in plain clothes these revolutionary guard are going into towns, mostly on the border and mostly in uh, minority regions, like in Kurdish regions, and just fucking... Well, the video I saw was them firing guns in the air, but there are reports that they're just slaughtering people. I don't know how widespread it is, obviously, because it's really hard to get information, but it's fucking scary, man, and the people that are protesting in Iran have the fucking biggest guts I've ever seen. That's scary shit, man. Yeah. Very similar to Myanmar, is what I would say. But, uh, yeah. First of all, you have the the Chad fucking Iranian football club, like refusing to sing their own national anthem. On the other hand, you have a bunch of European nations who are gonna wear like unity armbands. And they were told by the Qataris that if they wore unity them, they might, get, they might get yellow carded. And so they didn't. Oh, really? Hashtag brave. Yeah, a bunch of fucking pussies. I mean, I can sympathize because they're there to play the bloody game. Who gives a fuck, man? Who gives a fuck about sports? I get it that they but live. Then why, but why are you why are you upset then? The whole reason they're there is to make money for the for the Qatari government. I know that's my point. I, that's why that's why I say I want it to disappear. <laughs> I kind of agree with that. Uh, oops. I kind of agree with Ben that maybe they should hold hold it in uh, Africa permanently. I th I think that what you said before for the Olympics is totally valid. No, yeah, that's to that's actually the system I want. But I think. Holding it in like marginalized places, I, but the thing is, I the reason I would disagree with him, and again, ha ha, you're not here, Ben, to defend yourself, is uh, I think a lot of times they do it in a very uh, like obviously corrupt way, and so it's going to disadvantage a lot of the poorest people and marginalized people in those places. But yeah, I think the the spread out, multi-country way is the best. 
Yeah, where they, I think that idea. they shouldn't build any new facilities. Oh, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. agree with that. It's a nonsense idea. And what it does is, especially in, when you say African countries, like I think it's a preposterous idea because in the current system, how many African countries are there that have the budget to like develop, you yeah, know, twenty five billion dollars in tourists and, and sports infrastructure that are going to be used for six days? Not many. Yeah, not many. So it's going to be basically like South Africa and maybe some other petro states like. You might be able to do it in a place like maybe like Kenya that has like already has a decent amount of tourism. Kenya, I don't think Kenya has like the tour has anywhere near the tourist infrastructure. I don't know. I, you've been there. I haven't. I haven't been to Kenya. Oh, I thought you did go. I haven't been to Kenya. No, but I've. It's not. I know they're 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 doing well in comparison to like, you know, West Africa. West Africa is doing okay certain parts of it but like Burkina Faso is not yeah but that's like that's <laughs> that's kind of like Sahel Africa <clears throat> Burkina Faso no it's not but anyways I mean there's lots of countries that are doing well well yeah a lot of those countries yeah because it's oil just like just like Qatar or Qatar I never know which one to say because everyone says something different and I never want to look up a pronunciation guide it's like Qatar Qatar just got to say it that way um, I thought it was hilarious that they decided like uh, like 20 minutes before the fucking thing started that they weren't going to serve alcohol. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a bunch of people in the stands like, I think it was the Ecuadorian team. They were screaming like, uh, like, where's the beer or something. I mean, fuck FIFA. No, yeah. It's just like the IOC. It's, it's totally corrupt and probably not worth salvaging at this point. If we want to do something, we should probably just create a whole new entity. And we should all the head no, I'm just kidding <laughs> See? I'm gonna beep it out. I just said it because I knew it. I because I, you just got done saying that they I don't know if you heard but uh EA broke their relationship with FIFA because FIFA was just demanding first of all their last game was like not great but they just oh, keep dude. demanding like every year they're demanding like double the the royalties basically just for putting their their name on the logo more, well more and more of their games also are literally gambling or, or they're like straight up play to uh, pay to win games. Like you, you, you ha FIFA? yes. But FIFA, you mean the the old FIFA game? Have you played it before? Yeah, I played a ton of FIFA games. It's just soccer. We're, but we're, uh, the the online component is what I'm talking oh. about. Uh, also, some of the creative player modes. They're doing this with the NBA series as well. They literally one of the NBA games had to like change a bunch of shit post launch because it it was literally considered by numerous states gambling because you could like spin a wheel and like win credits but you also had to put in a credit card. It was it's like literally gambling. Ooh. But um, they have like these. There's different modes. There's like the manager modes and stuff where you get like cards, and so they'll like try to sell you card packs, and so like people spend hundreds and hundreds of do dollars on this stuff. Probably mostly. Hundreds and hundreds of euros, because it's mostly Europeans playing. <laughs> but hundreds of Nigerian lira. <laughs> I I haven't played a FIFA game. We played an for NBA a while. game a couple of years ago. Last yeah, year, it's nineteen or twenty, but I don't remember. When, when COVID got really bad, and we were after you were at the OK Mart, and I quarantined from you. The uh, we downloaded. There was, well, there was one of those game like things that had for 20, free. Yeah, 20K, 2K20 20 or something. I don't remember. Anyway, if you play the online... Yeah, first of all, the games aren't that good. Second of all, if you play them online, it's literally all just... Either people who are way too good or it's like you need to buy a bunch of fucking card packs to, to be competitive. So, yeah, it's not great. They're not fun. My point is just that FIFA is getting so greedy that their, their royalties demands like are... 
astronomical. I think they wanted something like half a billion dollars just to put their name on the logo. Yeah. And EA is like, we've, we've had enough of this. Like, As they should. I also don't think that these companies should be able to, like, allowed to have a monopoly. Like, you look at, like, there, there's a big scandal with Madden being bought out because, like, now no one can basically make a football game. I mean, you can make unlicensed ones, but... Yeah, just make unlicensed ones. Some of them have... But it's, cool it's, it's much it's much more difficult. I mean Blitz, Blitz is the classic one that's that's the, the anti the anti one, it's like hyper violent and stuff, which is I've always loved the Blitz franchise, but uh I think it's Everyone loves violence, folks. <laughs> I love computerized fake violence. There's a difference. I actually really don't like to Somebody see you and just pull out your revolver. <laughs> yeah, in Taiwan. I really don't like to see or be, I don't even like confrontations in person. I'm a very non-confrontational non person, Ari. You just like the rhetoric of extreme violence. That's right. It's fun. Any other notes on the election? I mean, Dems got Senate. Republicans took the House. I think Kevin McCarthy is going to be a, a fucking... I think it's probably... If he if he ends up being the uh, Speaker of the House, I think he's going to have one of the the... Le the most thankless jobs that anyone in the United States will have. And I think it's going to be hilarious. Because first of all, they don't have a large majority. I don't know what the final total is, but I think it's be probably less four, than four or five. It'll definitely be less than 10. There's no way they can win 10. Um, but yeah, he, th that guy is a moron. And I think him trying to... Why do you say he's a moron? Everything that comes out of his mouth. And it's literally... There's a lot of people up there. It's go up? I don't care. I just want to be away from the people. Let's go this way. It's literally like people on on the hill talk about it all the time that he's like not a smart guy. He's like really dumb. Um, but anyway, I just don't think it's he's going to be able to like whip votes and stuff. And I think the, the Republicans are just going to trash him all the time. Uh, that'll make me a little bit happy. Um, they're also probably going to try to start a bunch of investigations into Biden. Yeah. Which will be, I, I would say, probably pretty fruitless. Like, the stuff that like I think... everything that Congress does. <laughs> I think the stuff that is is somewhat damning of Hunter Biden, which is not his father anyway, we already know about. It's, you know, that he got sweetheart deals in Ukraine and in China because his daddy was the vice president. Like, it happens all the time. Like, you could, do the, you could say the same thing about Ivanka and Jared and all these people. Yeah, a, but it, a, taints the, it taints the brand. Certainly, and but I don't like. I I think you made a good point about this too, though, is that a lot of the stories that come out around Hunter Biden show like this, like real humanness, and on, on the president, not a not on the side of Hunter Biden. I think I've seen some of the stuff. Like there are like like phone calls or like emails and letters and stuff that they've written that I think also humanize Hunter Biden. But I mean, he's he's obviously like a deeply sick person. He has yeah. a serious problem with with drugs. Might be addicted to. Sex as well, I don't know, but it's, uh, I don't know. I think he's just kind of a spoiled rich kid, which not my favorite kind of people, but it's it's not new, that's all I'm saying. I, don't, I think it's going to be mostly a colossal waste of time. I can't believe that the Democrats didn't do more on Trump, the Trump investigation. But I don't, I don't know if that's going anywhere. I don't think uh, Merrick Garland's got the balls to try to do anything. I think it looks like, I mean, he's already got all kinds of shit going on. It's not only about the investigations, it's about whether it sticks and whether he gets convicted. So, you can tangle him in all kinds of shit. If he's not actually put away in jail, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, they're not trying to put him in jail, that's well, the problem. it doesn't fucking matter. I agree. 
That's what I'm saying is that there's all this like hubbub about it and the Democrats made a big deal and now they kind of just have dropped the ball. Well, I saw right now there's that New York prosecution and they're yesterday he was implicated in tax fraud yeah but that's that those are the state state stuff so you can still go to prison oh i know i know and it's good i'm just saying the democrats in the democrats have dropped the ball so this is what i'm saying all those people in the house and senate not doing a very good job of keeping them out if that's really their goal which they keep saying it is (laughs) we'll see i will say that goal is to sustain the status quo well, that's Continue always taking donor dollars. That's always the goal with everyone everywhere. I think uh, I do think that it it showed the results showed that Republicans lost one of the most easily winnable elections in a long time through their their various rhetoric and also the Dobbs decision. So I think that Republicans didn't really offer a viable alternative. They're just obsessed with the wrong shit. True, but They're like oh culture wars is like it's, I mean it's literally one of three post-World War II elections though where the incumbent has has retained the Senate so it's kind of a big deal because it usually pendulums back and forth kind of but it's a weird context too I think this is still in the aftermath of Donald Trump who's a very very polarizing president certainly who put his mark all over this election yeah but well, not a lot of his candidates, but some of his candidates won. J.D. Vance, namely. Yeah, but Ohio is a weird, very weird Rust Belt state. It's a now. very red state. Which, I mean, it's very interesting because I remember Ohio being strongly blue <laughs> when I was a kid. It, it was a swing state for quite a while, but it's pretty deeply red now. So, yeah. Yeah, but the question is why? Because a lot of this culture shit, it's not, it's not strongly evangelical. It's not strongly rural. It's. it's I, a, I think Ohio is pretty evangelical. Is it? Yeah. A lot of the Midwest is. I would have. I mean, I have to look at Ohio the exact numbers. Ohio is mostly like Rust Belt. It's not like. Yeah, the Rust Belt is very evangelical. The Rust Belt is very evangelical. I don't. I don't think so. I. I need to look at the numbers. But evangelicals, I think, tend to cluster around the the rural areas. The Rust Belt, like especially urban areas, in those major cities, maybe not, but a lot but that's of half o- of Ohio. Ohio is all like Rust Belt, burned out cities, basically. Yeah, but people also migrate away from those cities when there's no more jobs left. To you're saying to rural Ohio? I don't know where they're migrating. Probably to Florida. Maybe. Why? Why would they stay in like a snow-filled, fucking Rust Belt shithole? I mean, some people might some people might in, enjoy nice snow. I, I'm gonna look I it certainly up don't. Since you started, let's see the evangelical populations because I am curious about this. Jesus Christ, the internet's not good. They have it by state, so the highest Tennessee, 52 percent. Tennessee, Ohio is it's high, but it's not that high. It's 29 uh, percent. Mm, it's still pretty high, and you got to think, maybe not everyone identifies as evangelical either. They might be. The average, I would say, is something like 25%. So it's like just slightly above average. Wow. I mean, Arizona is 26%. And Arizona is not like an evangelical hotspot. It also depends how they're broken up in, in their individual counties and things like that. So, yeah. I guess n- not necessarily for governor, but for most other things. But, yeah. Uh, and then you, you also have to take on like uh, some, some more like 
traditional Catholics have been turning towards the right too. Yeah. Where they used to be more traditional Democratic voters. Yeah, like my cousin. My cousin. Well, my aunt lives in Ohio, but I don't think she, I don't think she would be a Republican voter. I didn't ask her, but I have my check this out. I have my inklings. Anyway, suffice it to say, a lot of these Rust Belt areas, I, I don't understand. It's a little bit tricky. I think it's cultural more than anything, and it's a yeah. little bit kind of this like Trump sycophant complex where it's not really about republicanism or conservatism or cultural ideas for a lot of people. It's just kind of like outrage and I a lot of outraged people tend to tend to cluster behind a strong man. I think a huge part of it is own the libs mentality. Yeah, but I, they were they were libs 10 years ago. Their parents are libs, you know? It's just a reaction. Their children it's are It's a libs. reactionary ideology. It's once you've harmed me, well, I just flip to the other side. I mean, I will say something interesting that I saw was that there was a there was a rise in split split ticket voting from what I could ascertain. Yeah, there was. Which is very interesting because that shows that I people have at least a little bit more understanding of like uh, like how the government works than I I thought they would because they're voting for you know to put these people who are going to be in charge of elections they're mo they voted more Democrat but they would still vote for like a Republican governor. If it was only along the, the lines of like Secretary of State seats, I would agree with you. But I would say it's more indicative of the fact that party affiliation in general is just dropping, where people will just vote randomly based on. I, and I'm going to be totally real here. I think a lot of people just vote at random or based on the name of the face. That might be somewhat true. When it comes to local elections, there's a, a, especially in more rural places, there's a lot more like familial ties and friendship ties that people just vote for who they know. But I think that's true. But I do think that you can't. I don't think people just go in and like randomly pull the lever. I'm not saying it's totally Some random, but a lot of it, they, like for instance, if, if it's not party line, okay, yeah. which is like the the default heuristic, I, I would say it would be like whoever's campaign poster you saw more, or like possibly who who represents the culture that you more adhere to, like in terms of their looks, which is why I think that campaign poster paper will be really interesting because yeah. there's a little bit of subculture behind the campaigns like there is there's there's also things like you see you see not the, behind the campaigns behind the parties yeah so behind the whatever left right progressive conservative there's definitely it's definitely a spectrum there are people who are obviously highly informed and there are people who are yeah voting on which candidate is taller or looks more handsome but i do think that it's it's interesting and i hope that people are especially people who, politicians who i agree with start figuring this out is that these fucking strategists have no idea what they're talking about. Cause, and also the pundits, like a lot of the, the people on TV were talk, screaming about how Fetterman lost the election because he had the debate. There's decent evidence to show that because he did the debate and came out and looked strong and was probably also somewhat sympathetic, it may have been one of the reasons that he won the election. That one I disagree with. But I think the, the main takeaway that I think is important is to just stop listening to these people like Nate Silver. Yeah, Nate Silver should be, should be canceled. For being for being wrong so many fucking times and like he like he's like oh well technically I did predict that uh, th that the Republicans would win the House like because if you looked at his models it's like they do a whole bunch of basically statistical um, runs of how the election could turn out and it's like you know well in 25% of the models we ran like technically they, the Democrats won the, uh, the they kept the Senate but they lost the House. So like yeah, I wasn't totally wrong because 
because one of his statistical model run-throughs actually got it right. I mean, I see people, I saw a lot of people defending him. I saw a lot of people throwing him under the bus, too. But yeah, I think, I think even aside from him, I just don't like him personally, so that's probably my, I have to admit my bias He's here. He's a sports gambler. Yeah, like. I, I find, I just find him annoying, but I think the point should be taken that we should stop relying so heavily on polls because they're yeah. just not reliable yes. anymore. Even, Agreed. even from people who are supposedly like the, the fucking savants at doing it. It's just not reliable. Sure, it's something to look at, but it's not something we can deeply rely on. I'm actually making my students do a research paper on that right now, on the Taiwan elections. They have to compare the, the polling data versus the actual election results. I couldn't agree with you more on this. I think that a lot of the punditry is dumb. And I heard one, one guy on The Economist, and I, I think that there's a mix, the mixed bag in this. So basically they were like, well, what do you think are your... Uh, like predictions or your understanding of how the election is going to go. And basically he said, you, a, lot, a lot of elections, you can't, there's not too much you can learn about it. Like after the fact, a lot of people are going to come out and say, oh, well, of course it was obvious that Democrats were going to win yeah. this because of abortion yeah. or Republicans were going to not do well because, but it's just like after the fact, you can always make Yeah, these, it's, it's fucking assertions. Monday morning quarterbacking. And before, and nobody gets, nobody gets blasted when their predictions are totally off. Like you can, you can make, you can learn things from elections but if you look at the real data most people vote not at random but basically at, at least at random relative to their political position like what they prefer on policy that's options. true people, people don't know what they like identify as i would say and even if they do i mean a lot of the party line voters are not not great in i mean they're they're great in number of course but like relative to the size of kind of the split ticket or the so-called swing voter which are typically extremely low low information voters mm -hmm. who vote more or less at random or based on these random things like height or handsomeness or something like that it's uh or feeling yeah you know or like gossip those kinds of things yeah it's uh it's chain emails it's not it's not easy to make predictions when you have an essentially mostly not mostly but well, at least for the people who flip the, who flip the ballot one way or another, those ones are basically voting at random and totally irrationally. Yeah, to some degree, for sure. 20-30%. Agree with that. I think, I don't know, I just don't know how you help increase the, the like make those people more high information voters, but... Guns in schools, bud. That way they pay attention better. <laughs> As if they teach you about anything about politics in school. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I think that's the more laughable Who part of that. Civic? I took civics. I mean, we had to take... What, in like fourth grade? No, in senior high... In like my senior year. We had to take American government. Senior... Yeah, senior year. I don't think I did. We had to. Everyone had to. I don't think we have to. What do they teach you, though? When you go to vote... They're just repeating... This is the red lever. Pull it. Always uh, vote Republican. They helped us register f for voting. Uh, I did have a... My principal offered to take me to vote and uh, register me to vote when I was a senior. They just go through, like, the branches of government and stuff like that. Like, a really basic civics class, essentially. I feel like I learned about that in elementary school. I don't... You do. You do. I don't remember taking that in high school. Well, you should. I agree. I think, I think you should have to take civics, but... I don't think a lot of people do, and I think the people that do, a lot of them don't pay attention, I which is unfortunate. Things, but those are the same people who are maybe those low-information swing voters. For sure. That's what I'm saying is I don't know how to make that better. I don't Pioneer know. campaign posters. Uh, more Schoolhouse Rock videos. 
<laughs> More fake news. Liberalize Twitter ads. <laughs> Man, speaking of Twitter, Musk is simping so hard to try to get uh, Trump. Trump back on. Oh my See gosh, it's, it's so really sad. So sad, man. I mean, Trump is sad too. Oh, honestly. Trump is sad. Like, oh, he's, he's sad. Social is doing great, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see any reason why I would go back. About fifty thousand active users a month, folks. Unbeatable, number one. Yeah, his, he's a joke too. But it's just, oh man. I mean, this is why I don't understand why anyone like with dignity. I, I understand why journalists want to like use it to 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 fraternize with other elites. But well, you can also get you can get stories too. Because you, like, for, for instance, people who write about, like, labor journalism or if they're trying to connect with, like, like I know a bunch of people who have used it to write articles uh, and actually travel to and interview people in Myanmar. Mm -hmm. They're not going to Myanmar right now. They're going to other bordering nations. But, uh, yeah, they, they basically use it to get in contact with people. Yeah, but why do, what's, my point is. Twitter does the same thing as a thousand other social networks. So why use one that's run like, like what? by a bunch of like Facebook? Facebook like, is not like at all. Medium. Like I mean, there are so many different things. Because no one fucking uses those. I mean, Facebook. Nobody uses. The only people who use Twitter are elites. So if you want, if you want to contact elites, then yeah, you should use Twitter. If you want to, it's that's you keep saying that, but that's not true. It's not true. I'm not elite. I use Twitter. Tons of non-elites use you Twitter. Are, well. Let's let's be honest. I mean, it's a fraction of the U.S. population, like less less than twenty percent. Probably ten percent are like active users. I agree, but it, you don't, the person doesn't necessarily have to be on Twitter themselves. You find someone who's related to them or who knows but, but them. But what you're saying now, I'm saying that there are alternatives, and you're saying, well, you but just find I'm saying, someone who knows somebody who's using but it. The the user base is much smaller on a lot of those platforms. Facebook, Facebook isn't. Facebook has the biggest user base. Of I know. Any platform. I in the know, world. but it's not open. It's like you see basically advertisements and your friends. You. It's not like Twitter where it's totally open unless you, you block people. It depends how you use it, man. You don't use Facebook groups, do you? I don't use Facebook at all. Yeah, but like, I mean, they have these functions. They have communities. They have they have marketplaces. Like, Facebook has a lot of these functions. Just because you don't use it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's more it's more steps. It's more steps, and there's there there will be less people if you're in a group. It, it's going to be less potential people that'll see it. I think you're really over exaggerating how much Twitter actually spreads information. Like, if you search for a very specific hashtag or you search for a very specific keyword, you're probably equally likely to come come uh to come to find information on facebook or twitter i would say you might be right but i i don't know i feel like it's it's in general going to be yeah more steps how many random people do you think come across like our stuff just searching for like well but we're sh we're shadow banned so let's be serious but that's that's the whole point is that twitter is like an elite focused platform where yes you there i agree it's elite focused i agree i agree with you, most of your points i'm just saying that you, you you can't just say it's like only for elites and no one gets any benefit out of it. Yeah, people get benefits, but what I'm saying is like you, you have people who claim that their values are uh, whatever, democracy or fr uh, free speech. Free speech is a joke because what does free speech mean? Uh, or or uh, liberalism, th these kinds of things, progressivism. And then you have them essentially enriching a bunch of foreign billionaires. With their content. I mean, you could say that totally unironic. You could say that. Well, like, oh, we're not quitting because we, because we like the tiny fucking spotlight we get from this. Like, and then and then they turn around. This is the craziest thing. They turn around and talk about like 
like Ilan Omar, you know, it's still in support of boycotting Israel. If you want to boycott Israel, first fucking boycott Twitter, honestly. Well, how does that make sense? Why would you boycott an entire country of a democracy with 9 million people and not boycott a platform run by three of the world's worst billionaires? I mean, it's... It's a, how does that not make sense? I mean, it's because she gets benefit from one and not from the other. So basically, she's an ultra capitalist whore. And I mean, whore, not in a sexual sense, but in the way that she's basically selling, selling her content, selling her attention stream to foreign billionaires because it gets her something. But if she's not getting anything out of it, she doesn't care. I think that's a that's a very cynical way to look at it. That's what how would you describe it? I think it's I think it, there's more nuance to it than that. You think that her only purpose is just just to make money for herself or No, it, it's not meant to make money. It's attention. She's a politician. I don't think it's ju- I don't think it's just about politics. I think she, I think she genuinely believes in a lot of the stuff she says and she wants to spread the message. Then why is she She's still not going to spread any of those through because it, it gives her a platform to spread those things. She's not, not going to spread boy, them through the state of Israel. So you're, I don't think you're... Let's be you're, honest. Okay. Her constituency, she's a politician. So her thing right now should be serving the people of, of her constituency in Minneapolis here. Yeah. Well, she works, many, she works in Congress, man. She's not a local... She doesn't work in, in the state. So no, none, of the, none of the Congress people, besides some pork now and again, do anything for much of their local areas. So, so, so you think that she actually believes in it, but yet she's... I think she believes in a lot of the things that she says. Yeah, I do. So again, why wouldn't she just stop using it? Because because she can spread more. She to has who? To not to her constituents. Some to other the, elite. I'm sure some of her constituents. Some are of on the there. recent immigrant Somalis are using Twitter. Is that what you're arguing? Like that's basically. I guarantee her I could find some. Yeah, yeah, you can find a dozen. What I'm saying is, you she could create a, a Facebook group. She like. There are Facebook groups that exist for this kind of stuff. The point well, of she Twitter, might have she might have them as well. The point of Twitter is generally not to communicate with like small niches of people. It's to communicate with elites. Right. So she can spread her ideas to other quote unquote like thought leaders, like these people who are representing other places. I think that's still a, a valid thing to do. Yeah, I, but it, she's she's defining her very value system. I you're I mean making, you're saying that by spreading her ideas to other elites. It makes up for the fact that she's making money and basically spitting on is her own value. Is she making money? Because you said earlier it wasn't about making money. She's making money for those billionaires, not making oh, money. Oh, certainly, personally. but you could—I mean—you can argue that about almost any multinational corporation. You buy phones. No, you can't. Because yeah, you can. You buy multi- a phone. You buy a phone. You're buying most multinational corporations. They're not owned by like three billionaires, Jordan. That's a really rare thing. I think especially three billionaires whose politics are literally completely diametrically opposed to everything you stand for. A publicly run corporation is not only bound by laws, but it has hundreds of of thousands, if not millions of voting shareholders, not three corrupt billionaires who are anti-democratic and vote for a Republican and tell everyone else to vote Republican. It's preposterous. I think a lot, a lot of heads of corporations vote Republican. It does, but that's not the point. The, the head of the corporation doesn't have free reign like Elon Musk does. I mean, I get, I get your point, and I, I generally agree with you. We, there should probably be a better platform started, but I don't think any of them are going to be any better. Facebook is not any better. It's not about why do you need it. Why do you need to talk to other elites? This is the whole problem, that it's an elite-focused, elite circle jerk. 
Why do you need this? Why does it need to be replaced? This is the same argument I hear over and over. Bloomberg, The Economist, nothing will replace Twitter because there's no other place where all the elites go I, to hang I, out. I mean, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. But I, I think you don't agree with what? What part? I don't agree with that. It's that it's never going to go away because it's where the elites hang out. I mean, it is where a lot of elites hang out. I agree with that that premise. But to say that that's all it's used for and that's the only purpose that's for it. What, that's what you, that's what Elon Omar is using by your own admission for is to talk to thought leaders, like. So, yeah, I'm, I'm admitting that that's part of it, but I think that my you, point you can is also why spread do you need it to other people. Who cares? Just just say my values are more important and get off the platform. If you're calling for boycotts on countries because of your values, why don't you call for boycotts of platforms because of your values? Because on one, you're getting you're getting attention from it, and for the other, I guess you're get, you're getting attention for either way. You're getting attention from the boycott for, in terms of BDS, like you. I guess, my, my but you could, you could say the same thing about anyone who anyone who supports Israel. They're also getting a benefit from that because Israel will give them, and these fucking lobbies will give them shitloads of money the, every time. Her opponent gets tons of tons and tons of fucking money every fucking cycle because they support Israel. I have I have no knowledge about that. I, I can show you the I can show you the documents, bud. I can it's, also tell it's you, literally millions like of dollars. All of every the cycle. Israeli lobbies together represent like maybe one percent of all the lobbying money. Oh, Most, I mean, we we're agree, in agreements on there should be no lobbying. But I, what I'm saying is that if that's your point, is that she gets she's she's boycotting Israel just for the fact that she wants to get not get some clout. Her. It's not. That's not true. Well, because you could do the same thing just doing the opposite, and you would make more money. What I'm saying, I'm not I'm not talking about her specifically. What I'm saying is. People who have this value structure, I find it very hypocritical that they would call for boycotts of other things when they don't look in the mirror and see that they are basically yeah, well, engaged and enriching one of the most corrupt billionaires, sorry, several of the most corrupt billionaires in the world. I mean, I, I feel what you're saying, but there's... But you, you yeah, could, you want attention. Not you personally, but these people want attention. They, I think they do want to spread their ideas. I, I think it's, it's, it is par partially about attention. I totally agree so with that. So attention over values. That's essentially what it is. It, people put a ton of shit over their values all the time. It's, yeah, but it's that's bad. That's what aboutism. The point is, the point is, this is a clear fucking example of attention whoring over your values. I don't, I, I, I mean, I, I think that's a, it's a, a bit simplistic, but. It is a bit simplistic, but realistically, like that's what, that's what fucking. That's what most of these elites use Twitter for, and that is why they refuse to leave. No, no matter how much they talk shit about Elon Musk, no matter how much they vote Democrat, they will still put money in the pocket of a man who literally spends his money and his, his platform's effort trying to get people to vote for the other party. Like, it is so counterintuitive and, and so clear. Mm. Like, I, I don't see how they can make any other argument. They should just admit that they're fucking hypocrites and that they're intentional. Everyone's a fucking hypocrite, man. Yeah, I agree, I agree <laughs> to a certain extent, but I just, I think this is a very clear example. I think it's clear, but I don't know how, I, I just don't, I don't know. And I'm on Twitter, so maybe, maybe I feel I'm trying to defend myself a little bit, but I just don't, I just don't see it as that bad. I also don't have a massive following on there. I don't tweet that much. I kind of like to just observe. Poor guy. Red rump. No, no, look at that skin. I'm not trying to demonize you, and I'm not trying to say I know, that. Like, I know. I I I very rarely do almost anything besides just observe on there, so I don't I don't feel attacked. I just think I just think that. Yeah, it is it is certainly hypocritical. But the other thing is, I I, I also disagree that it's as easy just to switch to another platform. I'm not saying switch. I'm saying it it. You don't or don't use any at all. I think you not not use any, but just use the functionality of other platforms. It's not that big but a deal. Why, it, it, it is, is Facebook better? I don't think so. 
it's better. Mark Zuckerberg literally is over over in China asking Xi Jinping to name his fucking child. It's very weird. But on the other hand, Mark Zuckerberg is not like threatening to to pull money from the Ukrainian from the Ukrainian military. Number one, and he's also not interfering in our elections with his well, billions of dollars. Well, that I disagree with because there was you think there's Facebook is interfering in the election. There was a there was a lot of stuff. I mean, you know how much congressional oversight they have. I mean, oh, there's been a lot of stuff that has, like, all those, a lot of those fucking, like, Russian troll factories and stuff that were running out that everyone was, like, lighting their hair on fire about overthrowing the fucking 2016 election were on there. So, how, how, exactly to what degree that played in, I don't know, but I'm, I think he's just as likely as Musk to take a fucking handout from uh, some oligarch in some, or dictator in some country and fucking sell Taiwan out for, for a couple mil. That might be true if he were the single owner and he had that kind of power, Jordan, because he doesn't. I know. I understand that there's there's a difference in the structure of the company. This I understand. I'm just saying, I, I don't think CEO. it's any better. He's not the owner. like So it's not comparable at all. I, but still, not only I don't, that, I don't think, I don't, not everyone is as vocal as Elon, but I think most of those, most of those tech or like owners and CEOs are just as fucking Emirati vile. princes. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, but you're also talking about foreign nationals versus... Versus an American citizen, like e- Elon Musk, if he if he starts getting like questioned by these the are government, international companies, though, isn't Facebook like registered in Ireland? Yeah, but that's an EU country. Like what I'm saying is that <sighs> my point is that they don't have the discretion. Like you think the Emirati prince sitting in his Emirati palace is going to be called into Congress to like answer questions no. if Twitter does something wrong? Of course not. Mark Zuckerberg and the entire uh, like power structure there, which is located in the United States will be. Yeah, so there's slightly more accountability, but they're still not, not going to... Not slightly more, it's a lot more. They're not going to do anything about it anyway. Have they ever done anything about they've it? Pulled, no. They've pulled Elon, uh, Mark Zuckerberg into Congress a shitload of Pulling time. him into... That's what I'm saying. Is It's it's a fucking show. So I don't think... And he is not the owner again. I know, so I know. Like, I understand. I, I get the point that it's it's different, but you're arguing that there's more... There's more of this oversight arguing. and accountability, and I just don't... I think... In show there is, but I don't think in, in reality there's that much. If we really wanted to fucking deal with these corporations, the U.S. government should break them the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. But my point is, it's not about which one is better, or it's not about no, I think oh, Twitter is not as bad. I think they're all horrible. That's my point. Is so, I, so why would people who who profess to be progressive, or profess to be Democrats, or profess to to be values based in their actions continue to use Twitter? Is is beyond me. I understand why, but it's like it's. It's a, the clearest demonstration of hypocrisy that I can think of. Mm, okay. I don't want to talk about this anymore because I feel like we're going in circles and it's not very interesting to me anymore. But I, I feel your point and I agree with you on most of that. What oh. I wanted to talk last mm-hmm. time you were talking about regulating, regulating Twitter mm-hmm. or re- regulating social media like a, like a, what do you call it? Like a telecom. Yeah, I still think the better idea, f- first of all, regulating like a telecom is a- as likely as shutting off the entire internet basically well my, my part of the reason that i i say that is because i think either they would be they would probably end up be broken up anyway or they would become like twitter is right now so void of any sort of advertising that they might just collapse well but there would essentially be state monopolies if they were run like a telecom not only that but because state the whole point of state telecoms is the government makes sure that everyone has the same right to speech there's literally no censorship like you can call someone and threaten them and report that to the police but you can you can call for the annihilation of people nobody's gonna nobody's gonna tap your phone lines nobody's gonna say oh you can't have that account anymore it will literally be like 
just the, non-stop I, hate. That's what, I, well, I mean, I, I think that's what it's going to turn into, and I think that might be what ends up collapsing it, and, and people will start, people will start leaving. But I think, uh, I think to that point, yeah, I mean, I think you should probably have the same amount of free speech as, as you have in real life. Now, I think that there should be caps on that, just like we have caps on free speech in general. But, that, but that's the whole point, what, the ridiculousness of Elon's argument is, you can't have free speech and caps. Like, what does free speech- Well, you, speech can, you can, because the United States has free speech. We have the freedom of speech, but we do have caps. You can't, you can't say, I'm gonna come to your house tomorrow night and shoot you in the face. You can't say that. That's a, you that's, will go to jail. It's a that's direct not a special. cap, that's just a very specific exception for a very, very broad rule. So, do you think calling for genocide is acceptable? It's a direct threat of violence. I mean, it's call, not a direct threat. Okay, so You're calling calling for genocide in yeah. general. Yeah. Do I think that it would be acceptable? Yeah. yeah, I do. Okay. I don't. Obviously, I find it morally repugnant. This is not a, an endorsement, but I think that in terms of speech, yeah, it it would be. So eventually, that's what Twitter. That's what all social media. If if it goes to the logical extension of that, that's what it would be filled. I mean, with. People, it already has that. It doesn't because it does. It to, does. At it does. This, if you it does. if you call for genocide, you you're, will get you're, removed. You're wrong. Okay, you, you try it. In some, in some cases, you will, but not in all cases. You try it. You try it today. No, I'm not going to put that shit because on. Because you know that's bullshit. If you no, because, because I'm not going to fucking put that bullshit out there. But if you, if you say... I, I've seen it, buddy. Yeah, I've and, then, seen, and how long do those posts remain up? Like, sometimes for a very, very long time. Posts calling for genocide. Yeah. Did you screen cap them? Did you report no. them? Yes. What did they say explicitly? Because I find this very hard to believe considering that I posted last week some very innocuous shit and I immediately got my account locked. And this is under Elon's free speech policy. Yeah, it, dep it depends. It's very pick and choosy and it changes all the time. This is the thing. So sometimes you will, but not always. I agree with you that especially under whatever that fucking monk's name was, you probably would have the old Twitter CEO, Dorsey. You probably would have you probably would have gotten in trouble. But even then I saw people saying horrible things, using insane racial slurs and things like that. Racial slurs is not the same thing as calling for genocide. Regardless, horrible shit. And I've definitely, I have seen some genocide. The other thing is directly just saying we should kill all certain group. Yeah, maybe you'll get removed. But I don't know, with some of the vile shit I see, I agree it would get worse. Suffice it to say it would get worse, that's true. So what's, so what's your solution? This is what I wanna know. I don't have a solution. I think that it will kill itself, honestly. I think that Elon Musk is driving into the dirt. If I had a solution, it would be to, to basically end any foreign ownership or uh, basically block the IPs of any, for, uh, any foreign owned social media in the United States. I think that would be the simplest solution oh. and it would actually probably pass Congress. Hell yeah, China style. It's not, yeah, I guess it is China style. Well, it's not because the government is not censoring it. It's just saying that. Well, it's still it's still blocking any any sort of foreign thing, any sort of foreign social media, which I mean, I'm not totally against. I mean, I think I don't really I don't super like it because I think that it is kind of cutting down on people's freedom. But I don't know. I also just don't really give a shit. I think that social media is horrible for people's brains. I think we should try to get off as much as possible. But I also do see the I also do see the benefits that can be gained from them. Yeah, but, I do. I think, but I think any platform over a million people, if it's foreign owned, it should be banned in the United States. Yeah, you're I, It's not going to be popular with the American people. I can tell you that. But, but I, uh, I don't know about that. I think most. Well, I mean, if you just look at the population numbers, most people don't use Twitter, so I don't think most Americans will care. Yeah, but also, so how do you consider it foreign owned? Because Elon is the owner. He well, Elon, the Emirati Prince, 
and a couple other like foreign billionaires. So it's co-owned between, I think, three people. Depends who owns the most, though, because Elon is a naturalized citizen. If you're saying naturalized citizens can't own it, then that gets a lot tougher. And then also, so then are we going, should we make it illegal to own like, like uh, the Thai guy you wrote an article about? Yeah. Should we make it illegal for them to own NBA teams? Sure. Okay. Make it, I like the protectionism, Ari. You're getting real protectionist libertarian on me. How, protectionist libertarian? <laughs> That's a big contradiction. He, I mean, he's clearly interfering in like American. I mean, politics. a lot of a lot of Republic, or a lot of libertarians are quite protectionist. That makes no sense at wow. all. I, I don't know what to tell you. I think any significant cultural institution, if it like, I mean, it, we already basically have this for like large corporations mergers. Like, why shouldn't we have it for the acquisition of an American company or the introduction of the business licensing for a large company once they cross that? Like threshold is major, like major cultural influence. I mean, I'm not against it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not totally against putting some some limits on some certain things. Not like only this. that, I think if they want to keep it, they should have to forfeit all of their foreign citizenships. Oh, now we're getting serious. Well, if they want to keep it, like for like a triple citizen, like Musk. I think I. Th I don't know if he's actually has any other citizenship besides American citizenship. A rich guy like that, he's got all he could buy. Passport. He could buy some, but I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if he holds his South African or his Canadian citizenship. But I can't be 100% sure about that. Honestly, the best thing would just be to break up any platform that has... That's what I said. Million. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. It's just they should start breaking them up. Well, we agree. I think breaking, I think breaking them up is going to be a good choice. But it, the, I, unfortunately, it's not going to happen. I, I don't. I don't have I any faith that they're going to break them up. But I think they might. They might restrict foreign ownership. That that actually seems moderately likely over the long term. It's possible, but I. I don't know. If Twitter survives, I think that that's a decent possibility. But I think it's increasingly unlikely that Twitter is going to survive the next few months. I think it'll. I think it'll last a year. I think it'll survive, but I don't. And then I think he's going to sell it. I think he's going to try to pivot into his is whatever open x or x platform or x video or whatever it's called i don't i don't know what the hell he's thinking but uh because he said he said he's he's using twitter as like basically a startup to start his next yeah but from what i understood about the app which is not very much because it's he's basically just described as like he, everything in one it uh, sounds it's, like it's, it's like uh, it's like all of all of his ideas it's just a nonsense thing until he like stumbles into it and then kind of does a half-assed job if it's anything like WhatsApp, it will require a very large user base of average users. The, the best way to do that is to try and grow your user base, not to try to become like a polarized nightmare space where you basically only have sycophants using the platform, sycophants and elites. Like That's not how you get everyone to sign up. So I wish we had real numbers on what Twitter's actually doing, because he keeps saying it's growing, like, oh, it's the highest users that ever. And Bots. Yeah, well, they're all bots. Part of it is that they are bots, and second of all, is like it's really hard to get a accurate Twitter numbers. So I don't know, but that would, that that would be something interesting to see. Tesla is down forty-eight percent over the last year. Last yeah. I saw, oh, you're saying like seventy percent. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong about that. I checked the numbers. It's it's not that low, but it's uh, forty-eight. I believe is the is the number I saw this morning. Well, it's just coming back to fucking reality, like. Oh yeah, still. Totally I mean, overvalued. even even that far down, I feel like it's still highly overvalued. I mean, it is. It's like for the amount of cars they ship, it's like smaller than Subaru. 
Yeah, it's smaller than almost every other EV manufacturer. I, I just mean of all car manufacturers. I think it's the smallest EV manufacturer, like of any of the major ones, like yeah. Hyundai, Honda, all of the, all. It's the potential, it's the vibe, Jordan. It certainly is. It's called speculation. It's called rich people gambling with money in the stock market. Yeah, it's kind of like the FTX collapse. Whew. Yeah, that was a that was a collapse. Oh, I saw a bunch of a bunch of uh, miners are going out of business now, which is always good to see. Yeah. I wow. saw there was a ton of pictures that I was seeing of like old rigs that people just abandoned because it's not like you literally can't make money doing it anymore. Because the power consumption. Yeah. Partially that, but also partially because those coin prices are collapsing, man. Well, what I'm saying, the power, like the calculation of whether you make a profit. I know what you, I know what you mean. It's, it's, power, energy bills are way up anyway, but I think that in collaboration with the fact that, that. That's not even what I meant. I'm just saying like, it's, it's not even worth the power bills anymore to run those computers. I know, that's I know. My point. Yeah. That's all I I wasn't even making a point about higher energy costs, but they are higher energy costs. Yeah, I think it's both. And then. But that's good for me because I'm maybe I'll be able to buy a new graphics card now. <laughs> I haven't I haven't changed my graphics card in almost a decade. That's so. Yeah, and now it, that can't be right. You haven't even been in Taiwan for a decade. Oh, I said almost. So I think I you think buy it the second you got here. I think it's probably six years old. So maybe let's say half a decade, over half a decade. Okay. So I want to buy one of those new 3060s or 3080s, but maybe I'll settle for a set 3070. Let's just see if you can get a second-hand one or some rig. I don't... Maybe. Maybe I'll be able to. I'll look I'll look on one of the various marketplaces, but... If they're used for rigs, it's probably not a good idea to that's buy what I'm. That's, that's always my worry with graphics cards is that someone's just like overclocked the shit out of it and it's just like fucked. Because my card is starting to... It's starting to be like giving me notifications of like... It's oh, like using too much VRAM. So sad. It happens. It hasn't died yet. That computer, that computer needs a little TLC though. So I need to, I need to go through and clean it up a bit. Dust off. It's been a very uh, argumentative pod, but I think we solved all the world's issues. Because you're grump, you're a grumpy Gus this morning. You didn't get enough sleep. I'm definitely, I'm definitely grumpy and I'm definitely tired. But I also, I think these are some of the issues that we like long disagree about. So I think it's, <sighs> It's interesting to hash them out at least. I think we should solve all our problems with violence, Ari. So I, I think we may, we uh, next time we meet in the fucking squared circle. You and me, table letters and chairs match, brother. Um, I don't like that joke. <laughs> we're gonna everyone pay watch this space, everyone, because we're gonna we're gonna do some Taiwan election coverage this week. So we're hopefully gonna watch some of the debates and yeah, do some other fun stuff. Hopefully we'll have old Bin Hamin back on too. So, I would count on it. Check out, check out the the YouTube. Those videos will probably be on the YouTube. We might put them up on the podcast as well. But if you want to watch the the video stream, you should go follow our YouTube and follow our all our stuff. Uh, and uh, we're probably gonna have T-shirts. We have T-shirts. Uh, link in the description. But we're gonna have other T-shirts that'll probably be a little bit cheaper because they're gonna be more locally manufactured. So uh, check those out. But yeah. Love y'all. Talk to you soon, FCP. Sweet doll.